everybody. Welcome to Pivot and Thrive. This is your host, Kim Shea. I'm a certified retirement coach, and it is January 20th, 2021, and I have the privilege today of speaking with Anita Bennett. She is the candy maker for a company called Sunset Bay Candy, and they have some of the most delicious candy ever. I use it for my business and give it out to people. I'm addicted to those pecan pralines. Those are just addicting, really. They're really fabulous. But I want to talk to Anita today and introduce you to her because she's a person who's completely reinvented herself. And I think you'll find her story very interesting and inspiring. Welcome, Anita. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be here. So tell me about your background. Before you were making candy, you were doing something else, right? Yes, I didn't start making candy uh, in a business until I was 60. So before that, I started, I was making candy at home uh, as a, a teenager and making it up and giving it away. But then uh, when life happened, I got married and was an administrative assistant for many, many years and raised a family and all of that. And um, so that's how, that's my background and candy making wasn't really part of my background, except that I still liked to make it. And I was always uh, making our toffee and wrapping it up and giving it away. I always loved uh, to do that and the connections that it created. Well, you make a lot of friends with candy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not easy to do. You know, like cookies, most people can make some cookies, but candy's a little bit more involved and candy thermometer and getting the temperature just right? Well, it's just different. And w once you learn how to do it, it's okay. In fact, our first toffee recipe that was so, so popular with all of our friends and family, the recipe said you got out a jar of peanut butter with it. And people would say, a jar of peanut butter, why would you do that? Well, you would set the peanut butter by your mixture as it was cooking. And it was when it was the same color as the peanut butter, it was done. We know oh. we didn't even use a thermometer. That was afterwards when I started this company. I got out my jar of peanut butter and my thermometer, and I had to figure out how, what temperature the candy really? was the same color. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Those are helpful tips because I have made candy in the past and I've used a candy thermometer. And I swear I ruined the candy thermometer <laughs> after every time I use it. I, I must get too much water in it or something when I'm cleaning it up. But to have a tip like that, like, I mean, you're you're like a real candy maker because you know just this probably looks right or this feels right or smells right, right? You don't need the candy thermometer as much well, as somebody I, we, else would? We do use the candy thermometer because we want our quality to be consistent I and see, the texture. Okay. The, the thermometer um, determines, the temperature determines the texture actually of the candy. So we br always bring it up to a certain temperature uh, and all of that, but... There is a difference in thermometers, too. They can vary and be off the temperature like three degrees. And oh. so that's, yeah, that's okay, but you have to watch for that as well. But so, yes, we do use a candy thermometer always uh, so that we're consistent. So tell me what you were doing then before as an administrative assistant. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was something that I was good at, and but I would get bored. And I worked for in, in uh, for about... 30 years, I guess. I worked for different companies from small companies to large companies. And uh, I always enjoyed going in and re, uh, you know, reorganizing and um, 
putting the systems in place and uh, making connections and doing all of that and getting it right. And then once I got that done, I'd get bored and I'd go and look for something else. So I've worked for large companies, uh, Fortune 500 companies and small startup companies and even in academia at the Claremont Colleges in Claremont, California. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So what, what made you decide to go do candy instead? I was fine. I found myself on my own and getting ready to retire. I was uh, um, coming up to 60 and I just felt like I needed something to do for income and something to do once I retired. And I wasn't quite ready to retire yet, but I just started thinking. I started looking around and talking to uh, my financial advisor and different people. What should I do? And I was looking at a couple of different things, including the candy. And one day I was driving on my way to work and it just hit me. It was like an epiphany. I, it was, you have to use your family toffee recipe because everybody loves it and you have to make candy. And there was nothing I could do about it. I had to do it. And so I started uh, working on a business plan. I was still working. So I started working on a business plan and checking into, you know, how to hold the company and and different things like that and took a few few steps as far as experimenting with the recipes and things. And then um, the same month that I turned 60, I got laid off. The company was reorganizing, and so I got laid off. And at first, I put the candy aside and um, started looking for something else. But I couldn't find anything that was comparable to what I was doing and for the pay that I was getting. So I started working on the candy, and we started the business and started stepping out in that direction. That's, that, that's exciting, but it must have also been a little bit scary. It was to be doing that instead of going to work for somebody else. <laughs> it was it was time. It was very scary to be laid off, and um, I had a pretty good um, job. And um, just you know, they just came in and said, "Sorry, uh, we're reorganizing, and your position's going away." So uh, that was kind of scary. But I was also looking at it like this is the time. This is the t- I can do this. This is the time to step forward. But it was pretty scary also. Yeah, I'll bet. But uh, it's nice that you had something kind of that you were working on and thinking about ahead of time. So it wasn't like you were completely blindsided where you had nothing on the horizon for yourself. Right. I kind of knew that they were looking at reorganizing anyway. Okay. And um, people at work, I was pretty well liked where I was. And people would say, oh, they're reorganizing, but you'll always have a job. They'll never let you go. And I kept thinking, no, everybody's dispensable. They could let anybody go. So I kind of knew that I could be let go, but I didn't think that it would be that soon. And I just feel really, really lucky that I had this epiphany and I was starting to work on this business beforehand because even though it was scary, it kind of just forced me to um, to take a step in that direction. Yeah, you're kind of shoved out of the nest, I suppose. Like you had to go do something. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. I And I know, you know, like in the last year with COVID and the pandemic that a lot of people have been laid off from their jobs and 
it's been hard. I think especially for women, a lot of women have been put in the position where they were laid off or they had to leave their jobs because it's too hard to manage schooling their kids at home online and working their jobs. So they're having to get creative about what they're going to do. So I'm sure you can you can relate to what a lot of people are going through right now with having to reinvent themselves the way that you did. Well, I look at today and um, the kids at home and having to uh, deal with virtual school and all of that. And I just don't know how these parents do it. And my kids are older. And so I don't have to deal with that. But as far as the COVID is concerned, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty scary. And uh, it's affected a lot of people. And what I see, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups that are like, um, home-based business groups and cookie groups and, you know, candies and things like that. And I see more and more people starting little businesses like that, just the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think a lot of people are taking this time to to step out and, and do the same thing. I think it's great. I think it's nice if you can have your own business. It, there's a certain sense of security that comes with that. It's a different type of security than working for somebody else. It certainly has risks. And you've expanded, you've grown quite a bit with your company. Well, we started off doing farmers markets and events. And a lot of little companies like us, that's how you start off. And and you kind of get some customers and you learn about your packaging and some marketing and you make connections and all of that. So we were doing farmers markets and events and four counties, and we're working out of a commercial kitchen. This was in 2011. And um, we um, we kind of grew too fast, I think. It's expensive to grow too fast. And I, I don't know anything about business, so I didn't even realize that. But so we closed down. It wasn't feeling right. And we just closed down. We moved to Vista and decided to reopen. But we had a different... Um, a different reason for opening. It wasn't to make money and get big and get into Costco and different places. It was to help our customers make connections by using our candy that, that we hand make just like we did years ago uh, for all the connections that we made and just to see the smiles on people's faces. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do now. And it's, and we've really grown quite a bit. We're not doing events anymore, as you can imagine. Um, we were we had some plan for 2020, but we've had to pivot completely to online. And uh, so now we have an online store and um, and uh, we're mostly selling that way or our customers will email us. And it's been uh, pretty good for us uh, the past couple months. That is nice. So wherever you are you can get some of the sunset candy, <laughs> which is great because it seemed uh, I think when I met you it was something that, had had to see you in order to get the candy from you. And that's nice. Now you can open up to such a broader market and I don't even know where all of our listeners are, but hopefully they'll, they'll check it out and try it. It's everything is so good. And your toffee is absolutely wonderful too. I'm just really addicted to those pecans. I guess they feel a little bit healthy because there's a pecan in there. <laughs> so a pecan in there. Yeah. Well, we yes. say, you know, we say we're not asking you to to live off of our toffee, but a sweet treat. When you when you have a sweet treat, it's nice to have something that's really good. But it's funny because I've had people kind of try to rationalize it, especially when we're at events, and we always give out lots of samples. We just like to share our toffee and and our other candies. And 
So we'll have an almond toffee, a peanut, and a habanero toffee, and people will go, well, the almond toffee, it has dark chocolate and almonds, so it's got to be good good for you. (laughs) Practically health food. (laughs) That is funny. Well, it is such a good treat, and also, you know, it's been made by somebody who cares about it, and and, um, you've gotten involved in a lot of... um, community things I've noticed with your candy. I've seen that online um, because we aren't getting together in person as much anymore, but with, with the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. you've been doing a lot of work and with the Rotary Club, I see uh, really trying to help out our frontline workers in the medical communities. Is that correct? We've been, our, our passion always is to help our community. And so we've always done what we could. In fact, last year in 2020, we were a runner-up for the Heroes of Vista, which is based on community giving. And that was a big, big, um, big reward or not big award for us. Um, And then uh, since COVID hit, though, especially, we we actually closed down. Our website wasn't open yet, and we weren't meeting people face to face, and we couldn't deliver the toffee like we or other candies like we used to. So we just closed down, and we were thinking, well, what can we do while we're closed to help the community? And we had heard, you know, you just hear how the uh, ICU units and COVID units at the hospitals are just overwhelmed, and they are. So we started um, donating. We put together big boxes of 50 pieces of, um, you know, gourmet toffees and other candies and give them to um, hospital ICU units, to Mm -hmm. um, retirement homes where the residents were kind of hunkered down. And also we've donated to the post office, to some clinics and, you know, just different people that we really, really appreciate um, the help that they give the community. And then this, um, this, uh, this last year for Christmas, the Carlsbad Rotary decided that they were going to give candies to the, to a couple of hospital ICU units as far as well as the, um, the fire department in Carlsbad And so they contacted us and they asked us to supply the candies for their um, treats for heroes was the initiative. And so we supplied 28 boxes of, um, of candies for them that they distributed out. We were just so honored and proud to be part of that, um, that initiative. That's so neat. I love how much heart you're, company has and you can see it just starting with your logo that is just a very personalized company and it's about love you've got it's it's the silhouette of your husband and your dog right yes. on a, on a paddleboard <laughs> yeah yes we came up with that logo and it's been it just means so much to us and if you talk to marketing experts they'll say well what is a, a paddleboarder on a paddleboard with a dog have to do with candy and it really doesn't have anything to do with candy but we used to uh, live somewhere real close to a lake and when we first got started and in the evening after a busy day we'd go out on the lake and and it was kind of like connecting with yourself you know what I mean after a busy day and just 
out there and enjoying the peacefulness and there'd be ducks and birds around and stuff and, and enjoy the, the view and the, just how beautiful it was. And we'd stay out there as long as we could. And so that's kind of where that logo came from. Now we go out to the back bay here in Carlsbad and it's just beautiful, but we're not usually there at sunset. We're there in the morning, but still it's that same feeling. And and I think everybody has something like that, a hobby or something that they do, even meditation or yoga or, you know, hiking or whatever they do that, that is, that helps them connect. And that's what we try to do with our candy. So actually for us, it does the, the logo is very meaningful, although I usually don't go into this long of an explanation and people don't really understand why a paddle border, um, it relates to our candy. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's a, you can, you can see the joy in that and that it has meaning to you. And that's really what your company is all about. You're spreading joy and it's so generous of you and trying to, to thank all the people who are working so hard right now to take care of all of us. I think that's really wonderful. And then it sounds like you're getting recognized for it too. Your company is and in the community and, and that's very well deserved. Well, you know, I found out a long time ago that when you give somehow you receive, and I'm not saying um, you receive like, um, um, I don't know, recognition or anything like that. What I'm saying is something in you receives when you give and when you see the smiles on people's faces and when they appreciate what you give to them. And so that's just what we try to do. And But we receive as much from them. When I saw the faces, the very first time that we gave uh, three boxes, I believe, of candies to an ICU unit, and they were holding the boxes and they put it on Facebook and they all had smiles and they yeah. were, you know, the candies were disappearing and because mm-hmm. everybody was taking them and all of that. It, I got as much from that as they got from us giving it to them. That's really nice. I mean, one thing, they're tired. They're all working really mm-hmm. long shifts. And uh, I know a woman at Sharp and she's working seven days a week and she's in her 60s and she just. You know, she knows she's needed, so mm-hmm. she shows up to work and keeps doing the work. But it's also interesting, I, and I don't want to get political, but I did read that a nurse who was local here in San Diego County was just saying she never expected to feel like a villain for doing what she's doing. But there are, are neighbors who are verbally attacking her for what she's doing, which is trying to save lives. But they're 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 deciding that this is a different take on what's happening, but um, so that, that she's a bad guy. But I mean, what a nice thing to have somebody come in and have a gesture that says, I really appreciate you. And my gosh, here's a fabulous treat. <laughs> it's not just, Thank you. It's not just a bag of Cheetos. It's like I'm giving you <laughs> something very luxurious, which they deserve. So I think it's really neat. And I know you have a connection to mm-hmm. to the healthcare industry with your own family. So you understand what those people are going through. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just in the ICU units or in at the hospital. It's when they get home. They have to be so careful because they have COVID. They've been working with COVID patients all day. And then when they get home, they're with their family and they don't want their family to, you know, get it. So it's just mm-hmm. very scary uh, for everybody not just in the hospital, but also as they go home and, and all of that. Yeah. Well, it's nice you're giving them some recognition. I think it's great. Um, 
so what, what advice would you have? Like I, when you were talking about that you were an administrator before, I'm thinking that must have helped you in some way when you were designing your, your whole new future in terms of you had the organizational skills, I imagine, and the ability to research and get what information that you needed. So you didn't throw away, in some respects, you didn't throw away everything you had done and your experience. You, you did come up with something new for yourself, but you also brought some of your skills with you that you gained. Um, do you think that that is valuable if you're going to come into a business, if you're going to start your own business? Do you think it's valuable to have had that background that you had? I do, but that's just one type of background that I had. There's all kinds of other things that I didn't know. But for me, for, for me personally, that's who I am. I'm an organizer. I, you know, everything has to be in its place. And so that, so that's why I did pretty well as an administrative professional. And, um, uh, and, and it did translate over to my business. And I think it was very, very helpful. And, but it's, it's also different when you're doing it for somebody else and when you're trying to do it yourself. I was just thinking the other day how good I used to be at multitasking. And I'd have like 10 projects going at a time and I'd go from one to the other. And these days, everything has priority. And because it's my own business and it's so important to me, I have a hard time multitasking with it all. I go from here to there to there and I need, and so that's one of the things I'm working on, but um, definitely it, it did help me start a business and organize it. And even with the business plan, I knew what to look for and I knew how to research it and how to write it and all of that um, because of my background. That's, that's great. What advice would you have for somebody who's been laid off and trying to decide what they want to do if they were thinking of going into the food or, you know, baked goods, candies, what advice would you have for them? Um, Food is different than a lot of other things that you can do. And the reason is that everything that you do, you have, you usually the food is a perishable item. And so there, the health departments are involved and you have to have special packaging and, you know, things like that. And there's a shelf life and uh, can you ship it? And we ship chocolate. So there's certain ways we can ship and certain ways we can't ship. But um, so there, it, a food product and getting into the food industry is, is different than other um, products that you might want to, um, to go into. However, it can be very rewarding. And I think for any thing that you want to go into, whether it's a, a product or a service, you just have to take one step at a time. You just make a plan and figure out how you want to do it and where you want to go. And then you just take one little baby step at a time in direction and with intention and you'll get there. And you might go off on the side here and off on the side there on little side trails. But if you're intentional and you keep your eye on the goal, then you'll um, you'll be working towards that goal. And you'll make mistakes, don't you think? I mean, yeah. I know I have made them and they, they cost money. They definitely cost money when you make it into your own business. So yes. you don't have to beat yourself up. It's going to happen most likely. No, Mm-mm. no you just have to. And, and, you know, you can't help but 
but beat yourself up a little bit, but then you just pick yourself back up and just move on because that's what you have to do. And I've heard, and I really believe that um, failures really aren't a failure and mistakes really aren't mistakes. It's all part of learning. And for me and, um, and a lot of people, I don't have any kind of a college degree. I don't know how to run a business. I never took business courses or management courses or anything like that. And so I'm learning as I'm going. I'm in the school of hard knocks, I guess they call it. <laughs> and so you just, you just learn and you move on. And, um, of course I read and I talk to people and I, take classes now on uh, marketing and other things that I want to learn. And um, in fact, when I first started, I didn't know about chocolate. And so um, once I got going and we um, developed our recipes and stuff just from YouTube and looking on YouTube and different things, then I uh, took a course and became a chocolatier. But that was after we had been in business for a few years. And I'm really glad that I did that. And it's always important to educate yourself and to move forward that way as well. Yeah, to continue with your education, mm-hmm. keep learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about um, the importance of networking to you? A lot of times solopreneurs, or I know you're part of a couple, but sometimes if it's just you, you can end up being in your house for long hours every day and not seeing other people. And I know you get out there and you're very active in a few chambers, I believe, and and how valuable has that been to your business and to your mental health? Uh, Networking and getting out and meeting other business owners has been invaluable. Um, I call it, and some of the chambers call it net weaving, where you're not really out there to sell, sell, sell. And that was one thing I had to learn. I joined the chamber. The first chamber I joined was the Carlsbad Chamber. And I thought, oh, People will buy from me now because I'm a chamber member. That doesn't happen. And and over time, I learned that it's more important to build up relationships. It's it's more fun, and it's it um, it just is a better way of doing business. And so I stopped trying to sell all the time and just talk to people and see what they needed and. Um, and became friends with people just because we like each other and get together and that kind of thing. And it's so, so invaluable. I'm going to tell you a little story about the Carlsbad Chamber. I met somebody a couple years ago, actually, when I first joined. And we had coffee, and it was a nice coffee. And I gave her some samples, and she loved the samples. But she never bought anything from me. And... Um, over the couple years, she would get something and or ask me to donate for her club, th- something like that. She belonged to the Rotary. And so when the Rotary, the Carlsbad Rotaries, um, uh, came up with this treating our heroes, she recommended us. And we got a wonderful order and mm. was able to help and participate in that initiative. And this person that I had met two years ago, I've just hadn't, we've just kind of kept in touch. And of course I would refer to her and she referred to me and she referred the rotary to me. And it was just pretty incredible. And that's the power of the chamber. 
Yeah, you, you just never know the you connections know. that you make, what can come back to you, who they know. It's it's all beneficial. Yeah. But like you said, it's also about making friends. Yeah, I don't worry. Fun. I don't worry about it anymore. I don't worry about making sales and I don't worry about I have to meet this person or you know, it just is what it is. And so if it comes back, it's fine. If somebody wants to buy some of our candy, that's fine. And if they don't, that's fine too. And it just all works out. I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. And you're also like somebody told you many, many years ago when you got laid off, oh, everyone likes you. No one would want to not have you in their circle because you are so friendly. So yeah, you are. You're a lot of fun. Um, What, what candies do you have anything special coming up for Valentine's day or Easter holiday? That would be extra fun for us to order. Oh my gosh. Besides the pralines. I I had this idea and the idea was what about Super Bowl? Everybody is home for Super Bowl. We can't have these big Super Bowl parties like Mm -hmm. we used to. What if we come up with a gift assortment for each team that's playing? Like I want Green Bay Packers to be in the Super Bowl. And so I'm just saying they're going to be in. So what (laughs) if I had a gift assortment? that everything was decorated in green and yellow and said, go Green Bay Packers and stuff like that. And you could send that to your friend that actually maybe was the other team. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever. But so I didn't know if that was a good idea or not. I just thought, I think that would be fun, but I don't know if anybody would be interested. So I posted it a couple of days on Facebook. I just posted a poll on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And I got so many comments of people saying, yes, you should do it. Absolutely. Sounds like fun. We want to order. So now I'm worried. I'm worried that, uh, first of all, I have to know what teams are going to be in there before I can even make it. So that gives me a, a week to make it and then ship it. So, um, so now I'm worried about, uh-oh, what, what monster did I create? But it's all good. It's all fun. And, um, and we're getting ready to find out this weekend who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And then we'll take pictures and put it uh, online and on Facebook and so on and see if we can get some orders for, for those. I know we'll have them here, but um, we'll see if anybody else would like them. For Valentine's Day, we're going to be offering our regular um, – items, but we've got like Valentine tissue paper and red ribbons and things like that, that we're going to decorate it up. And then we always include if our uh, customers want a personal note. So we'll have a Valentine personal note that you can put in. And also with the Super Bowl, they'll have the, you know, go Packers on the card, and then you can write whatever you want on the card, things like that. Yeah, your personalization is great. I have used it for my other business and you always create a nice tag that coordinates with the ribbon and everything very nicely. And I send those out as, as corporate happy holiday gifts and everybody really looks forward to it. And I really like that you take that extra step to make it look personalized as opposed to just picking up something from somewhere else. It's personal. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, Anita, thank you so much for your time talking to us today on uh, Pivot and Thrive. And um, I just uh, I think that you have a lot to offer and people can find you on your website. Is it is it sunsetbaycandy.com? 
dot com. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So I'll have the links for that in the show notes so people can click Thank directly you. on it and go straight over to your site. And they can also, I guess, find you on LinkedIn if it's another business person who wants to connect with you business wise. And you have a Facebook page, a fan Face- page. Right. I have a Facebook uh, business page and a personal page, LinkedIn business page and personal page. And I'm, that's one of the things I'm trying to learn social media. So I'm yeah. not on every day, but I, I'm really trying to get in the habit of being on there. There's such great things on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I'm also on one that's local that's called Alignable. And I'm oh, trying yeah. to be on that one uh, more often as well. That's great. So you really are a good role model to everybody for how to move on after layoff. And so I really thank you for your time. And uh, if anybody has any questions, you can find Anita there. You can also contact me directly on the Pivot and Thrive podcast. So thank you everybody for listening. And Anita will get this out as soon as possible in time for Super Bowl sales. (laughs) Oh no. Send them to their their favorite friends who happen to be rooting for the other team. I love that. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you know anybody who you think would be a great subject for this podcast, please have them contact me. They can go to my website, retirementpurposecoach.com. And at the bottom of that front page, there is a contact section and they can just reach me right there. I'd love to hear from them. I am a certified retirement coach, so if you need any help from me with your retirement so that you have your own success story, you can contact me there as well. I'd like to thank Bokuwa and Wizzy2K for the use of their song, Will You Stay With Me? I have the link to that song in the show notes. Have an excellent rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope it's purposeful. You'll enjoy your life so much better if that's your focus. Bye for now. Because of you.